personal privilege. Yeah. I'm guessing you're not the popular kids in school. This is Armstrong and Getty. It's communist-inspired student rioting. Please do not use gendered language to to address everyone. Booyah! Booyah! <laughs> <laughs> really funny. The lunacy of this this exercise. All right, go go. Honor to be on the Armstrong and Getty show. Well, who wouldn't want an opportunity to talk to Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty? Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. Shut up and enjoy the fresh water. I give you America itself. This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. From a studio C, or a dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. And hey, everybody, on Little Friday, we're under the tutelage of our general manager, the bloody eye of Biden. <laughs> As the sailors say, Biden's eye be clear, no need to fear. Biden's eye turned bloody. Taylor's day turned cruddy. If you haven't heard about Joe Biden's bloody eye, we've got that story for you coming up. Or, or how do you like this? Uh, Biden's eye be bleeding. Taylor's prayers be needing. If you're, are, if you're, if, if if there are no other conversations or um, uh, extenuating circumstances that have people talking about your age. If your eye turns bloody during a speech, it would get some attention, but it wouldn't be that big a deal. If the only story that really exists about you every single day is, are you too old, and you start to bleed from your eye during a speech, oh boy, it gets, it's going to get a lot of attention. It's a tad off-putting. Yeah, but it's, you know. You know it happens. Haven't we all had that little blood vessel go in our eye at some point? I haven't. But I know people. it happens to people. On national TV. Does it happen to young people? <laughs> it, it does sometimes. Well, we had, we had one of our old producers, he he got the, the, the bloody red eye regularly. Oh, really? And that distress. He, <laughs> yeah. he was a young, fit man. So yeah. it can happen to people. But I've only known a couple of people, and I think, well, maybe a doctor can weigh in on the text line. 415-295-KFTC. Make sure Biden's you text eye your... turn red. Stormsley ahead. <laughs> text your degree as well so we know that, it, that you're a legit doctor, please. But is it, the, is it any sign of aging that your your eye turns bloody during a speech? I guess would be the question. Yeah, I suppose so. I'll put a call into my my eyeball guy, who I only started seeing after I got old. (laughs) (laughs) Older. I'm still a fit young man. Very hip. Oh, by running for president standards? Right, I'm a child. Exactly. You're an entire generation younger than all the leading candidates. Um, so we got that story and others. That, that's a good one. Uh, and, I'm, and I'm only polling half a percent behind Bill de Blasio <laughs> at this point. Uh, I think you're tied with Bill de Blasio. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. Uh, let's introduce everybody in the squad. We'll start there with our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? Uh, good. You know, yesterday I mentioned I had a $1,200 food bill, and so sure. I kind of itemized some stuff, and so I was just writing some stuff down. So I came up, here's how it all broke down. It was $10 on paper towels. 
Twenty dollars on fruit and vegetables. You eat paper towels? No, but you know you need to. Oh, I see. Toiletry items. Gotcha. Um, five dollars for eggs and milk, and eleven hundred and sixty-five dollars for owl chips. So, <laughs> so that's where the twelve hundred came. Oh, so it's pretty you know. easy to figure out. Then. Yeah. yeah, a lot of that's just the import cost. Right. Yeah. yeah, it seems like an awful lot for for the chips. Yeah. Um, there's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing well, and I, I got to admit, Michelangelo sharing what his monthly food budget was yesterday inspired me to do some self-examination, and not the type that turns you blind. I was <laughs> I was looking at, uh, so I, I, I'm, I'm kind of tracking what I eat on a daily basis and going to add it up at the end of the month and see what it is. So yesterday, uh, I started off the day with a handful of trail mix. I'm estimating the cost about 87 cents. Uh, breakfast burrito, six bucks, but I still have half of that today, so maybe mm. only three bucks. There you go. Uh, family lunch, this one was thirty-six bucks, but that's because I did the big, the big timer move. Hey, awesome! I got this one. Let, let me handle nice. it. Uh, nice. And also not including the tip because I don't think that should be included in my food budget. Um, and then uh, finished off the evening with a uh, with another slightly bigger handful of trail mix. I estimate that to be about a dollar twenty-two, <laughs> bringing my uh, my total. Up to uh, thir- or forty three dollars and nine cents, but that includes half a burrito sure. for today and a family meal. Yeah, um, I I've known people. I wish I could do this. I just it, uh, there there are various programs out there where um, a woman was telling me about her husband that it actually drove her crazy, and they ended up getting a divorce. I don't know if this had anything to do with it, but uh, her husband every night would sit down and and plug in what they spent on everything for the day. Oh. Um, there are computer programs that will keep track of that, and then at the end of every month you'll have, we spent this much on gas, this much on food, this much on cable bill, this much on everything, and it's a really good way to constantly have a budget thing going. I love that idea in it, terms of just, you know, self-knowledge and understanding your family finances. Yeah, it's a great idea. I'm not get a little to tiresome, especially yeah. if, there were, if there was any level of disagreement on what had been spent. So, hey, it's about time for bed, but before we settle in for the night, that uh, $47 you spent on. On cosmetics necessary just asking yeah that could turn a little rough <laughs> yeah yeah what exactly are owl chips one would ask <laughs> right yeah yeah it, it, well like you said it's a good idea but uh hmm, i don't know there's marshall phillips who does our news every day how are you marshall well, i gotta tell you for me it's anything can happen thursday because i am loaded anything can oh. happen thursday yes i am loaded with a combination of penicillin and painkillers just for fun. No, no, actually, dental problems that are not going away, so who knows what I'll be saying today. Nobody takes penicillin for fun. Yeah, that's that's completely superfluous. Yeah. <laughs> all right. The painkillers, a lot of people do that. They're all over the place. Yes. Yeah, you're not impressing us. Take more painkillers. <laughs> Nobody takes penicillin for a good time. Unless you think, you know what, I'm just going to walk through a junkyard, stepping on rusty nails. Right. Not even care. I don't right. even care. There you go. Well, uh... Maybe you'll do something uh, crazy since maybe you're all hopped already, up on drugs. Maybe you've already done something crazy. Fantastic. We look forward to maybe that. You looked in the elevator. Uh, <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Thursday, September 5th, my wedding anniversary. Well, my, me and my wife together. Uh, the year 2019, we're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Okay, let's begin the show officially according to FCC rules and regs. Here we go at Mark. Don't gesticulate. Don't rant. Spare us the theatrics. Behave yourself. Be a good boy, young man. Be a good boy, young man. <laughs> uh, 
there, there are two things going on there in Parliament, possibly. Now, one is this whole Brexit thing is a really serious big deal for them. Uh, and, and, and as Joe was pointing out yesterday, a political knot that you might not be able to untie. I mean, it's a big deal. And plus, I have a feeling that a certain number of them have caught on to the fact that the world is really enjoying watching their, uh, <laughs> yes. watching their TV show. You think there's showboating in the air? And I, I think there, yeah, I think there's uh, realizing how much attention you get in the United States and other places when you come up with really loud, clever sayings, and uh, and so I think they spend some time thinking about what would really get some attention. I could be wrong. Uh, what are other headlines, well, Marshall? Well, while you're dealing with an existential crisis, you might as well <laughs> enhance your brand. <laughs> yeah, why not? Yeah. Exactly. Presume your seat. <laughs> What do you got, Marshall? All right. What we got is Joe Biden's bleeding eye. We've got oh, full coverage coming up full on that. Full coverage on his bleeding eye. What? I don't think there's more than like 20 seconds to tell you. His eye started bleeding while he was talking. Anyway. San Francisco taking aim at the NRA and new questions about comedian Kevin Hart's car accident, which may prove the Armstrong and Getty early theories about the incident correct. Really? Coming up? Wow. I was yeah. I was just thinking we ought to back off that stuff because it was uh, crass and irresponsible. Oh, really? No one better. Uh, um, how does the mailbag look? <laughs> oh, it's fine. It's fine. It's very nice stuff. Wow. You know, we have we have a, an astute listener, a brilliant listener, who has a well, it's a it's a screed, a series of questions, much like Martin Luther of old. Um, his theses about uh, the bum crisis that's just fantastic that we'll have to get to a little later on in the show. But if you'd like to mail ma- uh, email us, you can squeeze it in perhaps be before mailbag. It's mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Good stuff on the way in the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. Strong and Getty Show. New York Times with a big front page story uh, today on how close we've come to going to war with Iran over the last several years. Either us or Israel or that sort of thing. Um, yeah, I saw that. It, it was really interesting. It had some of the typical New York Times, uh, you know, just it was about Trump. Um, and how they disapprove of him and his people, but but I don't doubt that uh, there have been many moments of uh, um, of near this is going to go to the next level before it backed off, right? Especially well, with Israel, and that's well put because there are proxy wars going on right now, or shadow wars, a new term on the scene that they're using to describe Israel bombing various places in Syria and wherever else for their own security. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, we're just we're sending in our goons at this point to fight each other here and there. Yemen, another example, uh, how open it becomes and how direct it becomes is a question. Not very and not very, I hope. Mm. Mailbag. <laughs> Here's your freedom, love and quote of the day uh, from Frederick Douglass. Second day in a row. If you want to know about that great American, more about him, recommend you. Read Tim Sandifer's great books, Frederick, uh, book, Frederick Douglass, Self-Made Man. Terrific. Here's what he said. Find out just what any people will quietly submit to, and you have the exact measure of the injustice and wrong which will be imposed on them. Oh, wow. That's Ooh. something. 
Wow, yeah. So weakness results in subjugation. Be strong, my friends. Be strong. That's interesting. In what way? And how does that apply to my life? Figured out. I'm going to tell you everything. <laughs> now, let's see. This news story uh, sent along. Breaking news. Trump ends China trade war, swaps Hong Kong for California in unprecedented deal. It's, uh, it's funny. I'm not seeing a byline here. What publication this is from. After months of growing cr- trade tensions between the U.S. and China, leading in to an impending global recession along with mounting strife in China's Hong Kong province. The U.S. president has negotiated the biggest deal of his life. The U.S. will trade the entire state of California for Hong Kong in a flat exchange. Hmm. Said the president, basically everyone in California wants to be a commie and Hong Kong wants to be American. So we did what we call a win-win and traded the two in a tremendous deal. Really tremendous. That's pretty good. Uh, there is a headline today that uh, China and U.S. will hold high-level trade talks in early October, so in just a couple of weeks. So yeah. They're I, back, back to uh, at a high level discussing this. So yeah. maybe China's starting to bend. Uh, yeah, maybe a little bit, but I still, I'm, I'm still hanging with my prediction that they're never going to change. Well, not never. That's a bad thing to say. They are highly, highly unlikely in the short term to change their... Their basic structure, they're a communist land. The government is the business, and the business is the government, and they get to steal all the trade secrets and intellectual property. They're not going to give that up, but they might give enough stuff up that Trump declares a win uh, you know, before the election. So we'll see. Uh, that is my prediction. Oh, we got this note on a, uh, on a serious note. <laughs> you want to hear a funny text we just got? Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, absolutely. Every time a bell rings, an angel gets its wings. Every time Joe Biden lies, God makes a break a blood vessel in his eye. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's not funny. You, I thought you said it was funny. It's distasteful. Oh, my God. <laughs> God jabs him in the eye for That's it. That's coarse. Wow. Come on, people. You're better than that. Uh, it's Joe Biden's eyes bleeding. Uh, full team coverage with Marsha Phillips in a few minutes. I got this note from, uh, let's see, can we use the name? Everybody's so paranoid these days. They're afraid of getting doxxed or outed or whatever. Um, I'm sure it's fine. Um, <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, Maureen uh, says, I want to share some info with you regarding the tragic dive boat fire. Ugh. Truth Aquatics has been serving the SoCal diving community for a year, for decades. They have a sterling reputation. The company's well loved by the California diving community. The stairs up to the main salon has no door. It is an open stairway. There's another escape hatch. Every trip begins with a briefing on fire safety and fire escape routes. Boats are equipped with firefighting gear. The staff is well trained. They'll do an NTSP, but uh, that stuff about the Mayday call and our people locked in and the rest, she says, when I saw it, I wanted to vomit. Um, it's not like that along at all. It's highly, um, highly misleading. God, what a terrible situation! Then. Oh, well, it's it's unimaginable. And other people knowledgeable about that boat and and diving trips said that when the fire started, it appears to be right when the uh, what do you call a cook on a boat? Well, the cook on a boat, um, probably right when he was doing his prep work and firing stuff up for the early breakfast that you're going to have on a boat. So it just seems to be a galley fire that got out of control and and trapped and or you know asphyxiated people in a big hurry because those are closed quarters, man. You got thick black smoke wafting through that and you're asleep. Um, a couple of deep breaths and, and lights out. It's well, terrible. I'll take that person's word for it. It's just a bad look when all the crew gets off and none of the passengers. Yeah, yeah. Well, the other you're right. The other reality is that the uh, the uh, passenger quarters are below decks, and the crew all sleeps above decks. It's just 
Can I sleep above deck next time? Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Yeah, but but chilling. Uh, let's see where. Oh, where's the other one? Um, yeah. Mm, ah, another co- uh, a, a copper who wishes to remain anonymous says, I uh, work in law enforcement, know a few things about guns. I was listening to the podcast today, and you mentioned the latest stupid, angry, crazy coward from Texas that he bought his gun in a private sale, avoiding a background check. Nobody's mentioning the fact that what he and the person who sold him the gun did is a federal crime, a felony. Right. Every gun sale in this country, whether from a store or private transaction, must be done through a licensed federal firearms licensee. Buyer must submit to the federal background check. I have kids in school. These incidents scare the hell out of me. I'm concerned, too, but expanded background checks will do nothing. We already have them. But not for families? Is that the next level that they want to go to? Um, I believe that's the case. Uh, I can give a gun to my son without... Uh, but I don't know. In, in the state I live in, I don't think so. But Right. Uh, regardless, right. I, I, did, I did hear later in the day, so he had broken several laws, and the guy who sold him the gun had broken laws, so it was a people that want to do bad things will break the laws. Right. The laws will make it more difficult for law-abiding citizens to exercise a constitutional amendment. Yeah. And then constitutional Al, right. uh, Officer Al Anonymous throws in a quote he heard recently, journalism is dead. It's all about influencing. Um, I that's that pretty a, good. That's a pretty good summation of what we're... Sean's uh, we're been looking. saying that for a while. You know, we get upset about some news story, and Sean will say, that's not what they're trying to do. Well, they're right. not trying to bring you the news. Yeah, old man, those days are gone. <laughs> Wake up. <laughs> Uh, Marshall's news is coming up next, and it includes Joe Biden's bloody eyeball. I do this just for the reaction from Joe. It is National Cheese Pizza Day. No, it's not. We should talk about that again. I know we did that once. We should mention that again because I couldn't remember all the details. I was trying to explain to my wife last night how the whole National Day thing works. Right. Well, it's very much like name a star after someone. There's a website and you pay or something like that is the way it works. Right. And anybody yes. can do it and you submit. It's really how much money you give them is whether or not they approve your day. And to what extent they promote it and publish it. And Yeah, I can't remember exactly the details, but... yeah. I was you telling got a you, thousand bucks, you can get it declared. Well, let me look around the National uh, Highlighter Day. Yeah, so I was telling my wife, I said, you could make it National Nigerian Dwarf Goat Day if you wanted, <laughs> if we give them enough money, and then you call your local TV station, and they announce, it's National Nigerian Dwarf, dwarf. that's the kind of goats we have, uh, and they come and do, because TV news is stupid, yeah. and they, <laughs> they take it completely seriously. How do goats do in apartments? Uh, you'd have a lot of poop around. The huh? goats do fine. You don't need to go That's an exactly. excellent point. The goats do. They would be. They would. They would. Uh, they would do so well. They would. They would. They would breed and they would live and they would grow. You know, I got no problem with Nigerian dwarf goats as long as they assimilate. <laughs> Let's get the news now, with Marshall Phillips. Well, we've got more health concerns about Joe Biden. It appears a blood vessel burst in his left eye while he was participating in CNN's town hall exchange on climate change, prompting a wave of concern by people on Twitter. The Washington Examiner says a broken blood vessel in the eye can be caused by a number of things, including high blood pressure, age, bleeding disorders, age, blood thinners, age, or even excessive straining. Time. <laughs> 
Excessive straining. Excessive you know, straining. It was when he was running for president in 1988, I think, yep. that he got a horrifying headache and got all sweaty and went and laid his head on the uh, on the tile in the bathroom in Iowa, I yep. think, on a cold, wintry day, and had a brain aneurysm, and they Indeed. read him the last rite yep. because they thought he was going to die that day. Yep. Erg. One of the current candidates ran for president 30 years ago? And almost died doing it then. Yes. Meanwhile... So that has to worry him somewhat when anything happens. Meanwhile, before that, Biden apparently was on the Stephen Colbert late show uh, talking about some of his recent gaffes in the campaign trail, such as confusing New Hampshire for Vermont or saying that Martin Luther King and Robert F. Kennedy were killed in the late 70s. I think it's fair to go after a political figure for anything. Okay, I mean, we're we stand up and that comes to the territory. But here's the deal. Any gaffe that I have made, and I've made gaffes, like every politician I know has, have been not about a substantive issue, been about other, I'm trying to talk about what other people have done. That explains what? it all. President, my boss. <laughs> yes. What? I, I, yeah, I didn't follow that at the end either. Okay. Hey, hey, positive Sean, do you have that Biden clip I asked you to grab? Uh, oh, yes, yes. Um, Where he's uh, at the uh, yeah. the global warming uh, conference yeah. there that CNL, uh, CNN held to the delight of dozens. Look what's happened in the Midwest. We have a number of significant bases that relate, uh, military bases that relate to our national security that, in fact, were rendered almost useless, including, I, I can't go into the great detail to, to say it, but... My, my my point is, it, it significantly reduced our national security. Oof. Wow. Wow. That's, um... You know, they string together, by the time, you know, say it's uh, September right. of 2020, they string together three or four of those and just run them and then say Trump 2020. And that may be all it takes. Yeah, well, that's... If Uncle Joe's the, the nominee. Yeah, that's that race. I just wonder what it means for this uh, current race for getting the right. nomination. Is anybody on the stage a week from today going to go after him for his age? And why wouldn't you? Here's, here's the sophisticated political analyst way to ask that question. Will we hear any of the code words for age? Hmm. New ideas, new generation, energy, uh, innovative. Uh, why wouldn't why couldn't you just, that more? Why couldn't you just be more blunt and say, I think Joe Biden, the, the, I think the person currently leading the polls is too old to be president. Because people would explode with, with feigned outrage. There's it's only like two or three people that aren't within a stone's throw of his age, That'd though. be the problem. You'd be attacking the whole upper. So unless you're Buttigieg edge and you're just edge, trying, edge, they say. You're just trying to yes. attack that whole tier. Yeah. yeah, you're right. They're too close in age. Comedian Kevin Hart's had a successful back surgery following his devastating weekend crash. He's supposed to be discharged by the end of the week. He'll uh, go through physical therapy before he makes a full recovery. But now that 911 calls have been released, there appears to be some discrepancies from the original story. The crash reportedly happened at 12.45 a.m. Sunday morning, but on the call that came from Kevin's house at 12.13 a.m., the woman, which is believed to be Kevin's wife, said the crash happened only 20 minutes before she called. Now, where it really gets weird, according to TMZ, a witness at the scene 
who was reportedly the first to call 911, said that Kevin's security guard pulled him out of the driver's side window. It is said that Kevin and his guard then got in the Escalade and left the scene. Yeah, I don't think it's complicated. I don't know this, and Kevin Hart seems like a really nice guy, but uh, rolling your car, one car accident that kind of night with a guy with a history of drinking, I think you were drunk, and you you, you go home instead of the hospital when you're hurt. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Plenty of guys have done that. You know, you wreck the car, you look around, there's nobody there. You're really, really injured. Right, <laughs> and you go and you go home instead of the hospital. Right. Well, yeah, I'm just saying it. It smells like stories I've heard. Yeah, guys yeah. Who wreck oh, and, sure. And they walk home sober up, then yeah. say, "Oh my god." Uh, the other thing is, and we got a couple of notes from muscle car enthusiasts saying that car has just got power to burn. Yeah. And even if you uh, get all the uh, the add-ons, what do you call them? The, uh, the the improvements, the enhancements you can do on an early '70s muscle car. It still handles like crap. Oh, I'm sure. To modern I'm cars. sure. Yeah. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah, you get the super shocks and the other things to sort of try and, you know, keep it under control. But right, yeah. so you've got enormous power right. late at night, maybe a couple in you, and bad handling on a twisty road in Malibu or wherever it was. Yeah, you're going to go off the road. There you go. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm starting a Getty show, The Conscience of the Nation. Hey, is somebody Google uh, uh, what your 11th wedding anniversary is? Because uh, my wife mentioned, I think it's paper or something, steel, metal, something like that. Trying Titanium. to figure out. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know. And we were discussing who came up with these. Do you know, Joe? Is it Hallmark or somebody who invented Ugh. this this crap? Gosh, I don't know. I've been your eighth wedding anniv- for years. Your yeah. eighth wedding anniversary is is a straw. Right. Right. And twenty like seventh is a red solo cup. <laughs> right. It's steel. Steel. Okay. Right. Steel. Fantastic. Which represents strength. So what do you give her? A harpoon or <laughs> maybe a battle sword of some sort? Yes. Oh yes. A sword. Something steel. Yeah, honey, I went down to that Flamin' Geek store in the mall. <laughs> Don't do number some... six on that list. The stainless okay. appliance, thats that's probably got some potential to backfire. Right. Yeah, steel jewelry at the top. Jewelry is always at the top. Followed by steel drums. I like that. I like the sound of those Caribbean steel drums. <laughs> Uh, get her one of those. That'd be creative. If you don't <laughs> get her steel kettle drums, you're a coward. Right. Just or, get her uh, 200, uh, you know, number six nails. There you go. Candle, Useful. Coffee pot. There's there's one that would thrill her also. Yes. Get her a framed 8x10 of uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, the steel magnolia. <laughs> hey, I'm liking 13 handcuffs. Some steel handcuffs. Oh. <laughs> That's a good one. TMI. Car. The, so the, the, the couples who buy each other cars as gifts, I don't know who they are. Make sure you get those giant ribbon to put on the top. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> hmm, Swiss Army knife, not a bad idea. Sword, that was your idea. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> how about just how about just plain and simple, here's a girder. A steel girder. Um, yeah, anyway, I'll work on that throughout yeah. the day. Maybe get her 1972, uh, what was that Kevin Hart was driving? Yeah, Barracuda. Yeah, a Barracuda. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, uh, so a number of things we're going to talk about throughout the day. What, what were they? You know, I know you had something. Well, there are a couple of really great things, how people tend to form their political attitudes. And, oh, yeah. Um, you know, it's not quite as rational as some of us would like to believe. Uh, and oh. also, uh, the the prospect for nobody believing anything as we get closer to the election is just exploding. We may be in, entering a new era of, of bitter bone-deep cynicism. Really, a new era for humankind. Yes. Um. So all that on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. 
drums. Yes, that's exactly what we're thinking is a good gift. Since it's my 11th wedding anniversary and the gift is steel, steel drums is a uh, suggestion on the whatever website we're on. How about a steelhead fish or a steely Dan album? <laughs> Wait a minute. Fantastic. Somebody suggested a steel kitchen sink. No no woman can turn down a new sink for a gift. Well, if, if you'd like to be murdered, that's a great idea. Oh, God. You know, I've always wanted to be murdered. Oh, God, I got you a new sink. This one cleans up real easy. Save your Oh, now make me a sandwich. Um, yeah, steel pots. I guess the De Beers Corporation came up with the whole anniversary thing way back in the 20s, which is a very clever marketing trick. De Beers is the company that, up until recently, owned most of the diamonds on the planet. They have piles. No matter of, what it took. No, and they have enough diamonds. They could hand out diamonds to everybody on Earth, and they'd be worthless. But if you keep them in one place and dole out a few a year, you can keep the price up. But Putin got into the diamond thing a couple of years ago, and now Putin, basically himself, since it's a dictatorship, owns like half the diamonds on Earth. Did you know that? I did not know that. Yeah. That's part of how he became the richest guy on Earth, probably. Yeah. Now, why didn't De Beers just make every year diamonds, though, if if they started that, that silly list? Uh, I don't know. I suppose they just they didn't think that would work. You have to build up and have one special diamond year, which is what, 75 diamond, or is that gold? You know, you've been married forever. What? I don't know. I don't have this memorized. In fact, I was just uh, noodling through. I wonder if we have any listeners who have followed that list I think year after year after year. I've seen it uh, used um, for 50ths, you know, which is silver, I think, or 75th gold. if you make it that gold. long. But uh, the, the the yearly one, like for 11 when it's steel? No, I don't know many people that follow that. Right. Thing. And then leather and paper and, and sorghum and zinc. <laughs> sorghum, that's or a good whatever, year. Yeah. Year three, sorghum. Various grains. <laughs> um, but so if you do that every year, is that like showing your devotion or does that just make you a moron? Hey, how about you just figure out what I'd really like I think I'll and not a, give me a, buck, a bushel of sorghum? I think I'll have a company who's trying to sell me something dictated. Tate what I want to give every year is, yeah, at some point is a little wet, wacky. Yes, Sean? 50 is gold, 55th is emerald, and 60th is diamond. What's 75? Well, nobody makes it to 75. No, the, the diamond is, after that, you, you can, you're done. You beat marriage. Yes, and you, you won. See, you, you, you start, start again. over again, yeah. You won the marriage race. Get to the really low numbers, though. What's like 1, 2, and 3? Um, 1, 2, and 3. 1 is paper. Uh-huh. 2 is cotton. Here's your divorce paper. <laughs> no, here's, here's a nice ream of copier paper, honey. Uh, three is leather. Um, oh, fourth yeah. year is... You know what? Three-year mark, maybe there's a certain sameness creeping in. So you exchange a little leather. How would leather make it better? I know some people are into leather. I just I do not understand leather oh, in the bedroom as a... Wake up the gimp. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, my God. Fourth year, you can either do fruit and flowers or linen and silk. No word on if you can do, like, a flowers and linen combination. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you can cross-pollinate those. <laughs> we'll have to ask the De Beers board, I guess. Sixth year is iron or candy. <laughs> you choose. All right, see, that's that's yeah. weak. To okay. me, that's that's the modern world right there. you got to set rules and follow them. Is it iron or is it candy? One or the other. Some jewelry store just texted me that they've got a Rolex watch, which is stainless steel. So I guess I'll keep that in mind throughout Feel the day. Feel free to send me one, and I'll talk about how much I like it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 
Uh, so, hey, listen, uh, are you like us aware of the whole uh, you know, work for a company and they might be watching your every keystroke thing? Um, Which they're called keyloggers. Uh, so all the tech people have been telling us for years that they can see everything we do on the company computer, right? And we always just forget about it, but... Yeah, yeah, you know... I just do my stuff on other people's computers now. Right. (laughs) That's good. Sign on to somebody else. Hey, what's your sign on? I, uh, they're they're kicking my password out, just, just for this one. Um, (laughs) yeah, exactly. Uh, I just, I figure... A, you know, we, we've got to, we click on a lot of weird stuff for our job. And B, in our gig, if you're producing, if you're winning, you can get away with anything. And if you're not, you can't get away with anything. True that. So, yeah. Uh, but, you know, it differs. If you're the top sales guy there at Amalgamated Steel Anniversary Presents, um, you know, you're fine until your sales numbers drop, then all of a sudden they'll find something. But anyway, these key loggers... Um, it's a generic term for a piece of software, runs in the background, records literally every single key you press, every mouse click you make. Um, they can record, obviously, the content of the emails you write, your passwords, personal chats you have, porn you look at all day long. Uh, just That's for government employees. But the, um, your, your your company would have to have some sort of computer algorithm looking for things, right? Because n- nobody's going to sit there and read everybody's keystrokes hoping for some minor offense, are they? No, unless you're, you know, in the Soviet Union or something like that. You're in Maoist China, and they're looking for dissidents. Now, what you said yesterday, that hackers could easily have some sort of program where they, you know, they, they catch on when you're, uh, when you're using a bank code and looking for a password or something like that. Right, they can Holding recognize on that. the patterns, yeah. They can even flag certain URLs of various websites, like, if, you know... If there's a, they could probably just do a, a porn alert where if one of these sites goes uh, to something like this, then they get a, an email or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I would like to point out that uh, the Stormy, Dan- Stormy Daniels story justified looking at porn for the last uh, year and a half at work and, and, and comparing her work with others to assess what quality and status of a pornographic star she was, just for the record. I'd like that to be on the record. But so anyway, it's perfectly legal. Employees have virtually no right to privacy on employer-provided computers, uh, according to experts. Even highly personal communications that would be protected if they took place over telephones are not on the computer, which some people are trying to get changed. But what attracted me to this article is... Um, how there are there are there are things you can talk on your company phone and some of that is private. Hmm. I didn't know that. Excuse me, taking a. I had a boss tell me the opposite many many years ago. <laughs> no, no, you have well, phones are different because there's a long, long established line of uh, telephone privacy laws in the United States, wiretap laws, the rest of it, and we just haven't caught up with computers and stuff. Um, plus, if it's their gear, I don't know. It applies to computers and not right. phones, How uh, I guess. Um, there are ways to determine if your computer is being monitored, which is tricky, according to the cybersecurity expert. Um, you can use most antivirus products to detect software key loggers. There are some that plug right into the keyboard, but uh, those are fairly rare. Um, so... Uh, essentially, what you do is um, use use your typical uh, you know uh, antivirus software, 
And let's see, it can check the system preferences. Certain classes of keyloggers have to be given approved accessibility access in order to capture the keystrokes. You know what we ought to do, because I'm looking at the clock, we can post this article um, so people can read it themselves to figure out if their boss is, is key logging. Uh, but on a Mac, you can go to security and privacy, select accessibilities, uh, and you will see any weird programs that they've put onto your computer right there. If I'm a boss, I think we're more productive if I spend my time and effort and energy on other things rather than trying to catch you doing something that probably isn't that big a deal on the computer. Yeah, yeah. We're big on the whole productivity thing. If somebody's productive and they do something, well, of course, you know, it always comes back to liability. If you're looking at porn 10 minutes a day because it recharges your batteries somehow. doesn't recharge my batteries. Yeah, it's a tad distracting. But if that's the case and the guy's just or the gal, whatever, is just killing it work-wise. Just leave it alone, man. Leave it alone. But, you know, if somebody wanders by and they see it, then there's a harassment lawsuit and, and the rest of it. But, but yeah, we'll, we'll post this uh, under hot links at armstrongandgetty.com. I've been racking my brains while you've been talking. We worked somewhere where there was a sales manager. They found out he was watching porn like five hours a day, but he was a bad sales manager and the company was losing money. And I remember the, the boss telling us, I wish he'd have been looking at porn eight hours a day. Because he was losing money for the company. <laughs> yeah. And I remember thinking that was hilarious. Yeah, well, that's what it's mostly used for, justifying firings. So, oh, gotcha. Armstrong and Getty.